0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Non-Technical, where I, your host, Alexis Gay, interview influential folks from the tech, media, business worlds, and beyond about everything except their resumes. Today on the pod, long-awaited episode, very excited. We have Musa Tariq, the Chief Marketing Officer of GoFundMe. So he's done a lot of other super impressive, really interesting things prior to that, which... Admittedly, I'm not going to ask him that much about. Musa. thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. This is super, super exciting. I'm a big fan, I'm I'm nervous.
0: (laughs) Oh my God! I'm nervous! There's nothing to be nervous about. This is going to be great!
1: Particularly because this is such an open-ended conversation. I have no idea where this goes, and knowing me, it might get saucy and scary and dangerous, though.
0: We love that. Saucy, scary, dangerous. (laughs) Let's find out. (laughs) Awesome. Let's do it. This episode of Non-Technical is brought to you by SecureFrame. SecureFrame helps organizations get enterprise ready by streamlining SOC 2 and ISO 27001 compliance so you can get compliant in weeks, not months. If getting SOC 2 or ISO 27001 compliant is something that's been sitting on your to-do list but you feel like you don't have the time or resources to make it happen, SecureFrame is for you. And even if that level of compliance isn't something you think you need today, hopefully things go well, you'll need it tomorrow, right? So why wait? Book cost, sure. But SecureFrame customers save an average of 50% on their audit costs and hundreds of hours of their time. SecureFrame's team of compliance experts and auditors are happy to help answer any questions and give you more information on SOC 2 or ISO 27001 compliance. So schedule a demo today at secureframe.com. For a little context for our listeners, I'm going to give a little read of your professional background. Musa joined GoFundMe in January, 2021, to further build the GoFundMe brand and drive the company's marketing and communications functions. Prior to GoFundMe, Musa was global head of marketing for Airbnb experiences, where he drove brand awareness and adoption of that rapidly growing part of Airbnb's business. Before Airbnb, he was chief brand officer at Ford Motor Company and named to Forbes' 2017 World's Most Influential CMOs list. Musa has also held marketing leadership roles at Apple. Nike and Burberry and has a BS in geography and econ from London School of Economics. A distinguished counselor to iconic and emerging global brands, Musa currently serves as an advisor to Masterclass, Tonal and several other startups. Hell yes, Musa, welcome to the pod.
1: That sounds so official. Why do bio sound like no one would ever speak? <laughs>
0: If you want, I would be happy to rewrite your bio someday in the way that I would say it. Oh, yes,
1: please. That, that would be amazing. I will change it on our website, ASAP.
0: That sounds perfect. That'll definitely be a fun twist. <laughs> we can give it a spicy, saucy, dangerous twist.
1: There you go. Those three words are going to stick with me forever, aren't they? Yes, they are. Good.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here today. I was remarking earlier that it looks like we are in your closet and that you have a lot of sneakers. Are sneakers something that you're passionate about, a collector of?
1: No, um, the the very the very truth of the matter is is that I worked at Nike, so I had a lot of sneakers from my time there. And
0: oh, we love that!
1: I have an issue with Zoom backgrounds. Okay, tell me. This is getting controversial very quickly. Wow. I don't think people put enough time or effort into their Zoom backgrounds, and yet it says yeah. so much mm-hmm. about them. Like, mm-hmm. distinguished people who I know like are really creative. Can I call someone out? Yeah. I'm going to call it Scott Dadich. There's a guy called Scott Dadich, ex-Wired uh, editor-in-chief, runs an agency now. One of the most handsome, charming, <laughs> beautiful men, like always yeah. so well. Like you see him in the street and you're like, this guy is, this guy's cool. Yeah. And so he's like, hey, do you want to catch up? So we jump on a Zoom call and I'm actually really looking forward to his background. Like I'm like, okay, yeah. if, if the way that he dresses is going to be immaculate, then so is his Zoom background
0: hundred percent. The expectations are high.
1: And it was the biggest letdown. And I just told him, I was like, dude, just live up to your expectations here. And I actually think a lot of people don't put enough mm. time or effort into their backgrounds. And so I always wanted these boxes yeah. from the container store
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I got them. So it looks good. What you see in frame looks amazing. And then everything outside yes. is horrific.
0: Let the record show for listeners that everything in frame looks amazing. Are you a big container store person? Yes. Me too.
1: I think people are
0: not. No, 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 they're not. I promise. Trust me. Because I've asked many people if they are container store people, and not everybody is, which I can't relate to at all. Because I go into the container store and I'm like, I've arrived.
1: I would live in a container store if I could. There's just a place for everything little boxes, small boxes.
0: Yeah. Are you an organized person?
1: I am lazy, but in my Mm. head, I dream of Mm. being organized. (laughs) So like, if I could, I would have everything in boxes and beautifully labeled, like a label maker would be a cool gift to get me. And I'd use it for like one day and label everything. And then it would just slowly deteriorate.
0: You know, what's funny though, that fits really well with somebody who likes going to the container store because at the container store, that's infinite possibilities. You look around, you can believe you are that person that's going to get super organized, but then you have to actually like buy the stuff and go home and do it. So I feel like the fantasy of the container store is a nice place to live in.
1: This is a good plug for the container store. I actually think I, one of the reasons I moved to America <laughs> was for the container store. <laughs> that and Taco Bell, cause you don't have those in England. So. Nah.
0: Wow. Wow. Go America. Yeah. You know, Really cr- great. <laughs> We did it. That's great. One of the reasons I was super excited to talk with you, I think, is that when I was looking through your Twitter, it was very funny. Then I knew I made the right choice when I DM'd you and you sent me a fresh Prince of Bel-Air gif. (laughs) I was like, oh yeah. oh yeah. (laughs) This guy's coming on the pod.
1: I'm that cliche, the guy who had people look at me and go, how does he have time to tweet? But I genuinely, t- it doesn't take me too long to tweet. I have to have this defensive mechanism all the time where I'm like, it doesn't take me that long to tweet. I don't tweet all day, mm. but I do like that's it. That's impressive. I love it, though.
0: You're telling me these are just off the cuff, these, this uh, hilarious thought leadership that's happening on your that's Twitter?
1: That's just, just on my mind, <laughs> out in the wild. Straight
0: from your brain. <laughs> Straight from my brain. <laughs> that's great. Let me ask you this. Work is done for the day and you close your computer. Then what do you do?
1: So that's 6 p.m. Like I have a, I have a okay. 6 p.m. lock off because I then go into suicide prevention mode. So I, I take yes. Z- Zane, yes. our two-year-old, from the nanny. Yeah. And Zane basically, at this point, he's hyper. He is mm-hmm. jumping on every furniture piece. And he knows that the moment I come down from my closet, the first thing he says to me every day these days is, who let the dogs out?
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He just loves that song. I think I nailed parenting, not because he's smart or charming and kind and polite. is that he doesn't listen to baby songs. He only listens to three songs. And he's obsessed with all three of them. (laughs) Who Let the Dogs Out, Echo Smith, Cool Kids, and The Weekend, Blinding Light. That's it. Wow. No baby shark, no like frozen, nothing. Just those three songs over and over again.
0: To me, this is like an achievement unlocked of parenting because now you don't have to listen to those songs on repeat. Like the baby shark and the kids bop and all that. You get to listen to cool jams.
1: Yeah, but I see I also used to love those cool like I used to love blinding lights by the weekend and now I've heard Mm -hmm. it every day, eight (laughs) times, over and over again. And he loves it. Like he'll dance. And so we dance, we dance (gasps) for about a good 15 minutes until my knees start hurting.
0: Okay. (laughs) Another achievement unlocked of parenting, I think.
1: And then Liz, my wife, just go into parent. Like, it's on, like, a schedule. Like, we're like, okay, you get the bath ready. You get his snack. You get his bed ready. Like, we're just, like, from 6 till about 8.30, it is just, like, coordination, coordination, coordination. Like, I'm trying to sneak in a bit of TikTok here and there, Instagram, but, like, literally, it's, it's parenting mode until... He's out and it's stressful.
0: When you say sneak in a bit of TikTok and Instagram, are you making TikToks yourself or more of a consumer?
1: No, consumer. I used to be really good at making stuff when I was younger, but like now TikTok's hard. It's like the flip side, right? The pressure of seeing Mm -hmm. everything so good makes it even more daunting to actually do it.
0: Hmm. you sounded very sad when you said i used to make stuff yeah <laughs> what kind of stuff did you used to make
1: i used to be good i I started my career off as a social media manager right i used to be good at the instagrams the, the yeah. internets but not anymore
0: i would argue you are good at the internet that was what drew me to you as a podcast guest yeah
1: but like old people internet not 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 hey. cool kid internet <laughs> like yeah like we're old now we're not young oh now.
0: no <laughs> oh no, I, you're going to give me an identity crisis on my own show.
1: <laughs> I just look at it this way, right? When I was 15 and I met yeah. someone who is, I'm 38. When I met yeah. someone who was 30 and I was 15, mm-hmm. they were like, whoa, that person's old. That person has a bills to pay and yeah. like a job. And like, wow, they're old. That's mm-hmm. how I feel right now. And I'm embracing it. Like, I love it because I'm still a child at heart. Yeah. But I do remember that 15 year old self.
0: I completely relate to that thinking when I was a child that anything above like 20, I was like, oh my God, they're really old. And then worse, I remember being 21 and having friends who were 26 and just being like, that's really sad.
1: (laughs) Maybe, okay, maybe old's the wrong word. I don't feel old. I feel not as cool as I used to be. And even then I wasn't cool. But I'm just not a cool anymore.
0: I've never been cool. So not being cool as an older person is fine with me. It feels like, <laughs> yep, here we go. More of the same. Were you previously cool and now you feel no, like you lost it?
1: I just knew what was going on. And now I'm just like, oh, mm. like, what do you mean? I can't put a, an emoji with a, what was it? Like a laughing emoji is out these days. Like you, ca- you, like, you do that. You know what? That's
0: what I heard. What do you use instead?
1: You gotta use the skull. Like you gotta, you just gotta stay dead.
0: Here's the thing about using the skull instead. I think that for people of a certain age, that is trying too hard. Hard. what i heard was that as an alternative you can use the cat that cries oh, and that, that is see? acceptable replacement emoji
1: see and if we're finding out about this now then that it's means if you were in, like it's already months. over
0: yeah for sure where i yeah i see? think that i probably operate on like an 18 month tape delay with what's Damn. cool
1: i'm probably 24 months
0: what do you think about the idea of being cool is that something that you used to buy into that you buy into now
1: that's a really good question. I don't know. I made I me maybe think about it more now than I did when I was younger. It wasn't... Really? I was never the cool kid. I've always been a good kid. Sure. I never got into trouble. I never mm-hmm. did drugs. I, I never drank. I never got in trouble. I was... Chatty was like the worst description <laughs> I'd get in my school reports. <laughs> that's Musa was pretty chatty. good. Yeah. Like that, that's as bad as, and dangerous as I got growing up. And so, yeah, I was a good kid. I, I don't think I was necessarily cool.
0: So you were a role follower?
1: Yeah, I was I was definitely a role follower.
0: Yeah, hardcore. Like, hun- okay.
1: Thousand percent, mm-hmm, thousand mm-hmm. percent. Like I didn't do anything wrong forever. Still yeah, maybe. <laughs>
0: wow well, Oh, no, actually what
1: am I talking about? I used to sell fake IDs. Wait, what? Yeah. Sorry. I did
0: I, I'm sorry. See, I think... What?
1: I don't think of that as, fake, as like breaking rules, although it is maybe technically illegal. But like I was a kid on the playground who stole fake IDs. But, but I think I saw that as more like helping people versus okay, like sure. breaking it's, rules.
0: There is a benevolence to it. That's true.
1: Because in, in the UK, it was like you would get a fake ID not to drink, right? Because in the UK, you can drink at 18. To oh. have a student ID in the UK got you like student discounts.
0: Oh, so they were fake student IDs?
1: Yeah, that would oh, get you, okay. like, so if you went to the cinema, you would get a discount. Yeah. Or if you went to, like, a uh, stationary short, you would get a discount. And so, yeah, I was I was a pretty bad boy back then. I don't think of that as illegal. I think of more of that mm. as, like, I was helping people. I think,
0: you know, both of, both, two things can be true at once. <laughs>
1: <It's> the thing. <laughs> God, I'm going to go to prison after this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you grew up in the UK or you did high school there at least?
1: Yeah, born and raised. I lived, went to school and worked within the same... Square mile, my whole entire life.
0: Really? What about? Is that where you are now?
1: No, no, I'm in, I'm in my closet in San Francisco.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> I left the UK about ten years ago.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Is there one particular thing you miss most about it?
1: Food. Really? Just little little childhood snacks and childhood food, mm. which I now order on the internet. But like, yeah. I miss I miss food. I also miss dry blunt. Like self-deprecating humor. Oh, sure. You'd go out with your friends and then everyone would just rip into themselves. And yeah. that was hilarious and funny. And I just I just missed that. Hmm. Some Americans have it. East coasters have that vibe.
0: Yeah, baby. East coast.
1: Here on the West coast, like you self-deprecate and people are like, are you okay? Are you
0: okay? No, you're so right. So I'm from Connecticut. And then after Connecticut, I went to school in New York. I was in New York city for a long time. And then it was only after that, that I moved to San Francisco. So it was definitely an awakening for me, coming from the East Coast with a very East Coast vibe, arriving to San Francisco, and it was not the same.
1: Have you changed? I think of myself as now, like, I'm a bit more optimistic because I live here and...
0: Hmm. I go outside more. Mm. I appreciate nature more, but I don't think my personality has changed. I thought that it would, actually. One of the reasons I left New York was that I was becoming closer and closer with each passing day to being the woman that yells at you on the subway for not letting people off first. Mm. And I did not want to be that. So I thought, oh, I'll go to California. I'll soften up for a little bit. And then it was like, oh, that did not happen at all. In fact,
1: that's where English people differ from people on the East coast. Is that Mm. like English people are like rude in their head?
0: Okay. (laughs) Yes.
1: Something will happen. And people on the East Coast will, like, say it right there and then, like, hey, buddy, yeah. you pushed me. Mm-hmm. Like, English people will stay quiet, right? Mm-hmm. And then get on get on the Tube or the Metro or the, the yeah. Underground. And then, other Subway, sorry. And then sit there and think about what they should have said for the next, like, <laughs> three hours. Or, like, oh, whether they're going to write a letter, whether they're going to post about it on Nextdoor. Like, we will think about this for, like, three weeks. That's and then so be funny. like, oh, I really should have said something.
0: Wow, yep. Don't have that, unfortunately. <laughs> no. Have you ever been known as the something person? For example, the math person, or I was definitely the drama girl, the theater girl in high school.
1: Yeah, I was the guy that could get you anything. Really? Yeah, the fake ID guy.
0: The fake ID guy. What a moniker.
1: I don't know if it was ever the fake ID guy, but it Mm. it was always like, hey, I've got a guy. And I was the guy.
0: So do you have a guy for everything? Because I have friends who have a friend for everything. For example, I had a pair of boots that were broken and my best friend, Sarah said, oh yeah, I'll take them to my leather guy.
1: Yeah, I think I do. You know what? I do love that. I think there was there was a brand name or a company called I Have a Guy.
0: Mm. And I think it
1: was just so brilliant because I love yeah. that. And there was a sandwich shop called I Know This Place.
0: Oh, I love that so much. I really love that.
1: And I just, I love that idea. But I think I have a guy or a gal for something. Google kill that.
0: Yeah, Google and Yelp have made it less common but more valuable because I would rather go to a recommendation from my friend Sarah than anywhere on the internet.
1: Fair. I think Twitter, I think, uh, yeah, I, I guess I do maybe have someone. Maybe I'm that person. I have no idea. If you don't know that person, maybe you are that person, right? Yeah, seriously. the way that thing goes?
0: I have never asked Twitter for help. I don't go to Twitter for help. So I don't know. I can't speak to whether that would be effective for me.
1: What's it called? Lazy, lazy Googling. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a word for it when you just like, you don't Google something, but ask people instead.
0: Oh, my dad does that as though this is his professional employment. He'll text me and ask me, what is the theme song to CSI Miami? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure it's don't get fooled again by the who for what it's worth.
1: So here's, here's a deeper thought on that. Like, vulnerability in relationships are created by people asking for help and you Mm -hmm. helping them right like if i ask you for help and you help me yeah that has made our relationship stronger Mm -hmm. maybe search and stuff like that has ruined Hmm. that because we expect people just not to ask for help anymore but yet just go google it
0: very good point super salient point counterpoint are we now spending time asking better questions and asking for different kinds of help because we're not taking up so much airtime asking for the address of the leather guy?
1: <laughs> I I might but then I guess yeah. Who know yeah, maybe. Whoa, I that wasn't ready for that. Yes. Yes. Yes, you're right. We've got right. levels,
0: we've got <laughs> layers, we are spicy, we're saucy, we're dangerous, we're, <laughs> we're introspective.
1: <laughs> I think we're both right. Uh, just, I think we're both just right, both, too. Both take a point on that one.
0: I love that. So what's the tiniest hill you're willing to die on? Something totally inconsequential that you would really go to bat for?
1: Uggs. I just don't like Uggs. Oh, I don't you like don't Uggs. like them.
0: I thought you were no. going to say you really no. loved
1: Uggs. I, I don't <laughs> like Uggs. And then when people say, but they're really comfortable. Yeah. That just really bugs me. Okay. And I don't know why. Hmm. I've had long, really long debates and conversations, like a wa- total waste of my time. Yeah, sure. And my life. Uggs is one of them. I'm not a big fan, which kind of also gets me to Allbirds, but that's another conversation for another (gasps) day. But you do wear Allbirds, don't you? Yes. Yeah, you do.
0: (laughs) How did you know? (laughs) Just kidding.
1: (laughs) There's nothing wrong with it.
0: Well, let me ask you a question. So it sounds like someone might say, oh, I love my Uggs. You might be thinking and maybe not saying because of the British thing, these are hideous monstrosities on your feet. But then the counterpoint of, but they're really comfortable doesn't do it for you. So do you care a lot more about how things look or do you believe that there are boots and shoes that are both beautiful and comfortable out
1: there? I think that there are boots and shoes that look comfortable and can look good as well. Mm. It's the reaction that people give, right? Like it's the, but they're so comfortable as if they're trying to justify something. This is now going to get very controversial, particularly because I live in San Francisco. Particularly, I think San Francisco fashion really like upsets me.
0: Oh yeah, same.
1: I slowly fall into it and like I'm worried that I've become it as well where like simplification, efficiency. Yes,
0: yes.
1: Working at Burberry, growing up in London, Mm -hmm. getting dressed was like a an experience in it and it mm-hmm. reflected so much about you and it was just, it's beautiful to go to a restaurant in London and see what people wear. And yes. I think never in my life have I been in a restaurant in San Francisco and someone's walked in and I've gone, you know, that that's beautiful. Totally. Or, or they're expressing themselves. And I just worry that I've become that because I live here.
0: Did you ever live in New York?
1: No. I wish I did in my 20s. Big regret.
0: I relate to that a lot from the New York to San Francisco thing. And I too find myself sometimes slipping into it in a way that really makes me question who I am, especially when I then come back to New York and I'm around my friends in New York and I'm wearing a puffy coat and I catch myself in the reflection of a Dwayne Reed and I'm like, who have I become? <laughs> I dress a lot nicer when I'm in New York, for sure.
1: I know that a Patagonia vest yeah. might be really comfortable, mm-hmm. but it's just so like, there's nothing I know. special about it. I appreciate beauty, I think I think yeah. that's what it is. My, my mother owned a flower shop, and I think that has made me always just appreciate aesthetically pleasing things, or people wow. who make an effort with art and creativity.
0: Wow, if I was going to like write a backstory for a character that was you, I would definitely be <laughs> like, oh yeah, his mom totally like had a flower shop growing up. That just makes perfect sense.
1: <laughs> my first and favorite job was actually being a flower delivery boy person. <gasps>
0: Oh my yeah. gosh, you got to bring people flowers? Yes. That's really special.
1: That was pre like cell phone. Like you couldn't call up anyone in advance, right? So you'd actually knock on the door and you were this little oh. kid holding this bouquet of flowers and oh. people's expressions were just wonderful. And I didn't maybe appreciate them as much as I do now, but like mm. giving gifts to people Yes. It's just such a wonderful thing. So it was yeah, it was great. Like I I didn't know how special it was until kind of afterwards.
0: Yeah. What's the most memorable gift you've ever received or given?
1: You know what? It's it's actually a small one, but it's actually mm. one that my wife gave me this Christmas, hmm. which was, she knows how much I love flowers, actually mm. building on flowers. It wasn't a object. It was like, hey, yeah, the, ne- the whole year, every month, a beautiful bouquet of flowers are going to come. And it was, you know, it wasn't her main gift that she gave me, but it was actually my favorite gift.
0: That's an amazing gift.
1: Yeah. It's like Christmas lasts all year.
0: Yeah. Because of it, which I love. I found, especially living in a studio apartment, that bringing in just a small bouquet could brighten up the entire room.
1: I couldn't agree more. I think it makes a big difference. And actually, it's so easy to buy flowers these days that it's uh, it's one of my favorite things to do. I love a house with flowers in it.
0: Me too. What's something that you're really good at that you think would surprise most people to learn about you?
1: Is it self-deprecating to say, I don't think I'm really good at i'm aver- i'm like av- i'm average
0: you can say it but i'm probably not going to accept
1: it i'm average at everything uh but but that's really good if you gave me something to do i would be not the worst at it okay but i'd but i'd not be but the best, not the at best.
0: It. there's nothing that you think you're inordinately good at
1: no mark i don't say marketing but yeah no no <laughs> i yeah I am good at my job. I love marketing. Yeah. It's like a it's like a hobby of mine more so yeah. than a job. I get that. So I know I'm good at it, but everything else I'm pretty average at. Hmm. And I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, that's not oh. a bad thing at all.
1: Oh. What? I make great scrambled eggs.
0: There we go. There you go. That's perfect.
1: Very good scrambled eggs. My grandmother's recipe. The secret. Secret. Is cook your eggs on a very low heat.
0: Really? So for a long time.
1: Long time. Really low heat. Butter, milk. And a tiny bit of salt and pepper. That's it.
0: When you say butter and milk, is the butter in the pan and the milk is in the scramble?
1: No. So you literally throw it all together. So the butter, the milk, the eggs, and then the salt and pepper, and then you just let it rest on a very cold heat, uh, kind of slow, like low, low heat, and just slowly mix. It's a process. But all amazing things do take time.
0: Wow. I'm historically not like number one chef. So I will have to give that a try because breakfast is the one meal that I feel a competency at. So I would love to add another tool to my breakfast toolkit.
1: And it gives you fluffy, soft scrambled eggs. And the key, this is the key, and Delia Coming. Smith will tell you this, is that you take the eggs off when they're like 75% done. Oh, really? And just let it cook in its own heat for a tiny mm. bit longer. And then serve them the, the biggest problem with scrambled eggs that most people get wrong is they overcook them.
0: I totally agree That's a big pet peeve of
1: mine. People overcooked. have now turned off this podcast because they're like what is this?
0: <laughs> you know you are I think my third guest to try to sit here on my show and tell me that I am recording a boring episode <laughs> of my own podcast
1: <laughs> no, so I'll, I'll need just you be quiet you just speak to for the- <laughs> I need yeah.
0: you to trust me that this is fun.
1: (laughs) I'm joking. I actually love it.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. It just cracks me up. I'm like, this is my show.
1: (laughs) That's my self-deprecating humor. Yes, yes. People are probably having the best time ever. But yes, I have to to say that this is not (laughs) funny and good to make myself feel better.
0: Yes. And I understand I'm here to support you and let you (laughs) know that I'm having a great time. And so is everybody else. I interviewed my friend, Zach. A few weeks ago and he was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know if anyone's made it this far. We were six, <laughs> 16 minutes in. I was like,
1: <laughs> if anyone's made it this far, oh DM me and I will send you $5. Yeah. That's how <laughs> oh that's God. how confident I feel.
0: My goodness, gracious. Let me ask you this. Is there a fad that you look back on participating in that could be cultural, fashion, etc., that now makes you a little bit cringy?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> really, I don't, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this one. Is it bad that I'm even laughing knowing the answer to this question? I can't wait. So it maybe it wasn't me, maybe it was my friends, but mm. I was... Have you ever heard of Eurotrash? Yes. When I was like 18 to 25, mm. I was definitely in a Eurotrash scene. Okay. We had no money, by the way, but we used to like go to sure. Saint-Tropez and South mm. France and <laughs> we would be in a club every Friday night with like...
0: Oh, really?
1: A bottle and a table and like... <laughs> Sparklers, like I was really like
0: in yeah. that scene.
1: Mm. And looking back at it, what douche? <laughs> like, I just, I'm just embarrassed by it. Like I'm getting red <laughs> thinking about it. I was definitely there on the table with a sparkler in my hand at wow. some point. Like, yeah, rocking out to Ludacris or something like that. Not, yeah, not in a cool way, but like in mm. a really cheesy Euro Trash, yeah. I think I'm cool way.
0: Sure. The idea that Ludacris was playing in the club. Yeah, Yeah, really, really paints a picture of the moment.
1: It was, like, ludicrous, but then also, like, Arabic music and also, Mm -hmm. like, some sort of French, like, hardcore DJ playing at the same time. Like, it was a mix of everything.
0: Well, my thought on that is that sometimes, regardless of where you are or how douchey the surroundings might be, if who you're with is on point, then you can still have a lot of fun. If you're with really great friends, it doesn't really matter if you're at a super shitty dive bar drinking $4 PBRs, which I've done, or if you're at a super nice nightclub, you know, popping and champagne and whatever, which <laughs> I've also done. It just matters who you're with, in my opinion.
1: You're absolutely right. It was about the place. When we were in that scene, it was all about, oh my God, you're going to, if you were English, you like, we'd go tramp on a Thursday, which is a club or Yeah. Tramp? Pangea, it was called or, Tramp? Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's, it's, that's very Euro trashy. Uh-huh. And then like, panji or mayfair on a friday like and china whites on a wednesday like oh, it sure. was like a you knew where to go and it was always about the place and then irrespective of who mm. came along i'm embarrassed
0: were you a friends with the doorman kind of guy
1: yeah because i was born in london some of those doormen were like my school friends or like <gasps> people that i had lived next mm. to or next door neighbors and so when you live in one mile for like 30 yeah. years yeah And you go to the same places, the same schools. Even though London's massive, actually, it was like one area. Everyone got to know everyone. God. (laughs) Let's cut that bit out.
0: (laughs) I can hear.
1: This is good. I'm getting it all out. I'm getting it all out.
0: It's good. It's like a confession.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What was your fad?
0: I have a million. What is one that I have not said before? Let's see. I've said wearing wide belts. I've said...
1: Did you ever wear Uggs? Yeah. Any regrets there? Um, <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> they well, were comfortable, right? You know, they were
0: really comfortable. <laughs> they were comfortable and they were warm. And I was in high school. Do I get a pass? Oh,
1: yeah, maybe. If you're in high school, that's all right.
0: Thank you. Let's see. What's something that, I mean, to be honest, I was never a part of the club scene in New York, but I have been to what sounds like the New York equivalent to some of those clubs. And I always had a lot of fun because spoiler alert, drinking and dancing with your friends can be really fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but
0: sometimes I look back or I see people now who do that and I'm like, "Oh, I hope that wasn't." Well, I was like,
1: <laughs> you know? But I was I didn't drink So I was like so busy the whole experience.
0: Oh, right.
1: Yeah. So I was actually in the scene and and yeah, uh, let's let's move on. Uh, Five Red Bulls a night. (laughs) I
0: was literally going to say, were you just drinking straight Red Bull? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's excellent.
1: Have you noticed how red I've gone, by the way? Like, I'm generally like embarrassed for myself I think that
0: everybody has stuff like that. Don't worry. And I'm in the same boat. I'm in a very similar boat. My boat is on this side of the ocean, but I'm still in that boat. So... Okay, this is a two-part question for you. Who would play you in a movie about your life? And two, should this be a biopic? So start to present. Or is there one particular year or time in your life that we should hone in on?
1: (laughs) So the problem with being brown and answering this question, like, you Mm -hmm. know when, like, on Twitter, they do doppelgangers, Mm -hmm. like, and everyone has so much choice. Yeah. I just have, like, Mowgli, (laughs) Riz Ahmed, yeah. Hasan hmm Then that guy from, I've totally forgotten his name, the guy from like Silicon Valley. like
0: Kamil Nanjiani.
1: Camille, and then what's his name? The other dude. He was in that film where there's a lion on a boat.
0: Uh, oh, from, wait, Life of Pi?
1: Yeah. Do you remember his name? I don't
0: know his name, but also, wait, do I know his name? No. Oh
1: my God, it's going to drive me crazy. But literally there's like five. Mm-hmm, there's five mm-hmm. people that I can pick, so... It, it would just be one of them, really. Um, I'll take any.
0: Is there one in particular, even if the pool is limited, that stands out to you?
1: Yeah, it's the one I can't forget.
0: Oh, really? Dev, Wait, Patel. Okay.
1: Dev, De- oh, Dev Patel. Dev Patel. Oh, yes.
0: I love that.
1: It would be Dev or, or Riz. Maybe Riz armored was more UK-based, although okay. they're kind of both mm-hmm. UK-based. So it would be one of those two.
0: Okay. Slim pickings. Should we just see who's available?
1: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, okay. who, whoever's available and, and free to, to do it.
0: Maybe Great. we could bring them both in to read for the role and then yeah, decide. I
1: think, I think they should audition. <laughs> You're absolutely right. They should audition.
0: We have to see who can really nail it.
1: Yeah. And then after that, to answer your question, I think it's a whole life story. Okay. I'll tell you why. Yeah. There are just little pieces that have just shaped who I am. And this is the clichiest, cheesiest thing to say, but like each incident has built onto something. And I'm mm. one of those people that like, carries my past with me. I don't me reflect on it in a bad way. Yep. But like, it is what I what made me. And so who I am today is based on all the stories that have happened behind. So One Piece would be a bit weird.
0: I think I'm the same way. And I think that that will make for a great movie. Do, so do you think we should start all the way back like childhood in London? Ooh, maybe we start during the club phase. <laughs>
1: the club and phase?
0: I think, because I think that would be like a banger opening to a movie, <laughs> you know?
1: You set the scene and there's this guy drinking five Red Bulls. Yeah, drinking, pounding
0: Red Bulls um, at Tramp on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Ludacris on the... I don't know if we can get the rights to Ludacris. Yeah, a Ludacris I mean, knockoff is playing. Is it's a low
1: budget film. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. Well, okay. I mean, I
0: don't know. We spent all our money getting Riz Ahmed. So uh, we Fair. might need to <laughs> get some royalty free Luda.
1: I definitely don't know if I'd be able to get into that club today, to be brutally honest. They'd probably look at me like, no, sorry. <laughs>
0: But I think that, though, both of us at this point, we could probably talk our way in more effectively, yes. I think.
1: I No, I'm terrible at that as well. I'm oh, really, really awful. Yeah, horrific at trying to convince people I don't know. And there were people who were masters of that, right? New York. That's what New York clubbing was all about. Like in England, yeah. like you would book tables and prepare. In New York, it yeah. was like you would just turn up yeah, 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 and like you would have to convince the person. And uh-huh. I just I would I would just fail that miserably.
0: Got it. Yeah.
1: Like, I was never the guy that went up to women and tried to pick them up. Like, that would just be... Oh, really? A, that would look horrible. I wouldn't even know what that would do.
0: Really? Is that a common yeah. sentiment in the UK? Do you think that's a UK it's thing? A, yeah, it's
1: a UK thing. It's okay. a UK thing. It's definitely a UK thing.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd fail them, it's really... But New Yorkers, <laughs> like, whoa. New Yorkers, amazing.
0: <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's definitely true. Okay, so we've got our cast, and we're going to do a biopic. Are we thinking... Rom-com, drama, straight comedy, action? What kind of genre for this movie?
1: Oh, this is a good question. I love a rom-com. Like, Notting Hill Mm -hmm. is my favorite movie of all time. Yes,
0: so good! So good.
1: Yeah, I um, am proud to admit that. Uh, Notting Hill. Um, So maybe a rom-com. Okay. The lesson in a rom-com is, like, just keep trying and, and you'll get the girl or guy. And, mm-hmm. like, I'd want there to be some sort of deep, meaningful lesson. I'd want yeah. it to be, like, a a beautiful mind situation mm-hmm. or, like, a, something that, like, makes you go, oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that coming.
0: You know, it's funny you say that because I I definitely think a lot of rom-coms struggle because of that exact aspect of them. But I have seen a few rom-coms that tell a romantic funny story but still have something else packed in there and we were just talking about Camille Nangiani. I don't know if you ever saw The Big Sick which yeah. he and his wife wrote yeah. together but to me that's a romantic comedy that has so much more going on
1: true yeah maybe that vibe I, I yeah. like that vibe that kind <gasps> like light-hearted I don't want anything anyone to feel upset like there's sad moments mm-hmm. for sure yeah but- For me, I want people to go, oh yeah, you know what? I should live my life the best way I can. I think that would be the lesson I would want to get across, which is like, enjoy your life. Like life is long. It's also, you've only got one. So enjoy every moment of it.
0: I think we can get a tagline somehow out of that, you know?
1: I can't wait to watch this movie. I think it's going to be great.
0: I don't know anything, actually, about how you and your wife met. Would that be a part of the story?
1: Yeah. Oh, she, she... Oh, I'll be happy to share this story. Yeah. She slid into my DMs, just to be (gasps) clear, for the record. I'm not officially putting it on the record. She she slid into my DMs, not me. She slid into
0: (laughs) my DMs. (laughs) Okay, let the record show.
1: Let let the record show. Uh, I want my future generation of kids and grandkids to know that she approached me. Wow. In all fairness, it was for work. So it wasn't
0: anything.
1: It wasn't like she was like, hey, I really like your tweets or like, hey nice profile pic or yeah. nice hashtag it was, it was about like work, work. yeah mm. but still that doesn't matter it's she it, says it was for work I, I i doubt that but
0: sure sure okay so there's uh it's a gray area I will say it's, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's really yeah. cute that she reached out and it's because you were just saying you would never go up and talk to someone so i yeah, guess exactly. it kind of worked out for everybody it worked
1: out perfectly otherwise i'd be all alone, You'd be be alone, alone in right this now closet, yeah. surrounded by shoes <laughs> anyone hello <laughs>
0: Oh, Wow, that's great. Okay, so then, yeah, I think that, oh, that could definitely be a fun component to the movie, too, because for a bit, we won't really know what the nature of the relationship is, because it's like, oh, but this is kind of about work. Who is this? I think that'll be fun. Yeah.
1: She asked me to speak at an event, and I said no. Uh- <laughs> and then a year later... She reached out again, but this time via email and didn't okay. remember that she reached out to me the first time. Oh my
0: god. I because love someone that. else
1: connected her and I said, No again.
0: Oh my god. Yeah.
1: And then I then I said, listen, I'm coming to New York. I have half an hour. Do you want to have breakfast with me? And she said yes. <gasps> and I genuinely was thinking of it as a work thing, right? Like I literally had half okay. an hour. Were you
0: really? <laughs> I don't...
1: Genuinely. I don't genuinely, know
0: about that. No,
1: true story. <laughs> genuinely had half an hour and we sat down and like in the first 15 minutes, I was like, okay, I need to spend a bit more than half an we hour on this. And so I canceled my meetings for like <gasps> the rest of the morning and we sat there till about 11.
0: Oh my God.
1: It was really one of those moments where I was like, all right, I want to hang out with this person. And so uh, if my boss at Nike is listening, I did go to New York. I did some <laughs> meetings for work, but I had to cancel most of them.
0: <laughs> wow. You knew so soon that you wanted to spend more time with her. That's really sweet.
1: Yeah. She's a special one. She uh, is one of those people that, asks you a million questions.
0: Mm, mm -hmm.
1: And I think I just got carried away and then left realizing I didn't know much about her. But that gave us a great opportunity to to stay in touch and keep hanging out.
0: Wow. She sounds awesome. And I mean not not because I'm also someone that asks a million questions. (laughs) I'm like, wow, she sounds great.
1: (laughs) No, she is. She's she's wonderful. Very lucky. So
0: I know that you write funny tweets, but if you had to perform stand-up comedy tomorrow, if you had to do five minutes at an open mic. What would you talk about and how would you feel?
1: Also, that sounds like my worst nightmare, but <laughs> okay. probably tell a story. Okay. I'd probably tell one story. I don't know what that story mm-hmm. is, but it would okay. be like, okay, yeah. you know, this happened and then this happened and this happened. But I think stand-up comedy sounds like the hardest, scariest mm. thing to do in the world.
0: Hmm.
1: Do you do stand-up? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Like the pressure. And have you used Clubhouse much? Yeah. You put me in a room with a thousand people and I can get up there and speak easily.
0: Yeah.
1: I go on Clubhouse and like I'm in a room with one person.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't sweat at all, right? Yeah. For some strange reason I get on Clubhouse, my hands start sweating, my eyes start sweating. (laughs) And it's I think it's because I can't see someone, so I can't Mm. get that response back. And so I don't know if like this is working or not. Um and I vibe off other people's energy. So
0: Me too.
1: Oh the idea of stand up. You're, you're amazing.
0: Well, let me tell you this. Stand-up, you find out how people feel about what you're saying very quickly. So you do get the real-time feedback. It just might not be the feedback that you want.
1: That scares me. I did love The Marvelous Mrs. Mabel, by the way. That's a great mm-hmm. TV show. Yep. And that, that taught me a lot about stand-up. Yeah. I'm proud of you. That's amazing. The,
0: one of the most realistic parts of that show, I think, is her trying a joke, not getting a laugh, trying a joke that's slightly different, getting a little more of a laugh, and then they have a sequence where she does that like eight times, and then finally it's very funny, and that is very realistic.
1: I yeah, I think I yeah, I think it's amazing. I love I love that show. I I maybe want to do it. It, it would make me feel ridiculously uncomfortable, but I think yeah. that sounds like that that and jumping out of a plane were two things mm. I would really try and avoid doing my whole entire yeah. life.
0: Which one is scarier?
1: The stand up thing.
0: Yeah. The truth is that it's just not as bad as you think it's gonna be. Cause I was very scared and then I did it. And I was like, oh, I'm addicted to this now.
1: But you're just naturally a funny, like that's all, like, that is you. Whereas I just would freak. I just get too nervous.
0: Mm. I think you could do it.
1: What's weird is that I do love watching standup. There's this thing called Live at the Apollo in the UK and I still watch it on mm. YouTube. I love watching it. I can watch yeah. it all day long, but doing it. Whew, it's a bit like TikToks, too much pressure
0: yeah well the clubhouse thing is interesting because it took me a while to get used to the fact that i wasn't getting real-time feedback because i can't hear anybody laugh but i have a talk show on clubhouse that i do and i have a bunch of co-hosts with me so that we can hear each other talk and laugh and go back and forth so that there's some feedback because otherwise you're just staring at a bunch of circles the thing is though, when there's no feedback, you can just assume that everyone thinks you're hilarious. So that's what I do. If I can't hear <laughs> anybody, then I'm like, oh my God, I am crushing it.
1: <laughs> okay, fine. So I need to work on my confidence issues then, yes. Yes, I'm,
0: I'm here for you. You I'm are crushing
1: you. it, Musa. Even though there's no response, you exactly. are Exactly,
0: you it. are crushing it. That's exactly right. Do you know your astrological sign and do you care?
1: I'm a Virgo. Okay. If you want me to go deeper than that, no, I don't know what like moon I was born yeah. on or whatever, but like I'm a Virgo. Okay. I live up to many of the Vir- Virgo stereotypes mm. of like being a perfectionist and mm-hmm. kind and loving and all those things. But I'm a lazy Virgo. <laughs> I'm a la- like I mentioned earlier on. I'm like a lazy Virgo, yeah. right? Sure. What are you?
0: I'm a Capricorn.
1: I do think there's signs that like I'm connected to really well. More people are not in my life are certain signs. Do you think that?
0: I I am sometimes told that people do not either do not have a lot of Capricorns in their life or they do, and I don't know if I'm supposed to read into that or not.
1: What are the traits of a Capricorn?
0: Type A, ambitious, driven to succeed, (laughs) smart. I think sometimes we get the charisma, gregarious thing, but mostly people tell me I'm being a Capricorn when I'm being, like, very intense. Uh, Do you believe in ghosts?
1: Uh, no. No, but I believe... Actually, we got given a bird feeding thing that I stuck on my window. Like, it's actually really cool. You don't need a tree. You can just stick it outside your window and (laughs) it sticks. my HOA will probably tell me to take it down now that I've told them. But like...
0: I don't know that they listen to this. No, I, they probably...
1: Yeah. <laughs> Mel from my HOA, if you're listening. My hot I'll water's not great drink. these days. Yeah, <laughs> And so so birds have been coming. And I, I lost both my parents when I was younger. Uh, mm. Liz has lost her dad when she was younger. Mm. I don't think this like, as in, like strict, when people die, they become a bird. Sure. But they're like certain birds that like just stick around. And I'm like yeah. always, oh... Is that my mom? Is that my yeah. dad? Like, and not overthinking it, but I always sure. do. And like, there's, there's a turtle dove that has just sat outside for a, a while recently. And I always just like go, all right, cool. Someone's looking over me. I don't yeah. know who it is, but someone's looking over me. Ghost isn't like people on white sheets. Yeah. Probably not.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Wow. I'm glad that you got that bird feeder.
1: Yeah, I did. It's beautiful. You should, everyone should have a bird feeder.
0: That's great. Birds. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. This episode of Non-Technical is still brought to you by SecureFrame. SecureFrame helps organizations get enterprise-ready by streamlining SOC 2 and ISO 27001 compliance so you can get compliant in weeks, not months. SecureFrame believes security should accelerate innovation and growth, and they're on a mission to make the most powerful security simple and accessible for every organization. Not only does SecureFrame help growing companies secure SOC 2 and ISO 27001 compliance, but they'll also help you continuously monitor and maintain year after year. They'll streamline the process beginning to end, saving you an average of 50% on audit costs and hundreds of hours of time. By partnering with SecureFrame, you'll know what you're getting every step along the way. You'll save time for your team. You'll be able to fix issues quickly with real-time alerts and get support from real security experts. Their team of compliance experts and auditors are happy to help answer any questions and give you more information. Simply schedule a demo today at secureframe.com. And we're back with Musa Tariq, the CMO of GoFundMe. Musa, guess what? Hi. Hi. We're at a very special time in the non technical episode. It is the lightning round.
1: Okay. Good. (laughs) I love a lightning round.
0: (laughs) Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Nice. Okay. Coffee or tea?
1: Tea. How do you take
0: it? Yeah. British.
1: Have you ever heard of a builder's tea? Say it again. It's like a very builder's. You call it like. If you're English, you go, can I have a cuppa? Or can I have a builders? Mm. And then uh, for some strange reason, you go from your normal English accent to an Oliver Twist accent. Can I have a cuppa? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I don't know why I did that. Can I have a cuppa? Or like a builders? <laughs> a builders is like you, you have English breakfast tea, but like with quite a decent, healthy amount of sugar and milk.
0: Oh, yum. That sounds so Delicious. good.
1: <laughs> I don't drink coffee. At all? No. Oh. I, I feel like I miss out. People like, really love coffee. And like, I'm like, what am I, why, why does it taste so good? What am I missing out on? But
0: I love coffee. I'm one of those people.
1: I'm jealous. I have yeah. fun. Okay.
0: Well, we're, I get, I, but hey, grass is always greener, I guess. <laughs> yes, cup, cup is always hotter on the other <laughs> oh, this... saucer. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <clears throat> okay. Uh, iOS or Android?
1: <laughs> iOS. Do
0: you have a favorite board game?
1: God, I haven't played a board game in ages. Probably mm. m- if I had to, maybe in Monopoly. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow. You know, what's funny. Would you agree that conventionally people tend to hate Monopoly?
1: No, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say they hate or love Monopoly. Really? I don't think I hang out with people who play board games often, so.
0: I would say that more often than not, when I tell someone that I love Monopoly, they're horrified. And yet, Yeah. Because they think it's boring and it's long and I, capitalism and all this stuff. And then... On this podcast, many people have said Monopoly is their favorite game. I think that's interesting. Like, I think we are over-indexing on Monopoly on non-technical, which makes sense.
1: That means you're hanging out with... I guess I have no idea what that means, but... That it is, means that something,
0: is, you know? There's think, yeah. something there. Who are you
1: hanging out with in real life talking about board games with that are different to us people on podcasts?
0: That's a really good question. I'm going to have to take a long, hard look down my contacts <laughs> list.
1: <laughs> I would delete people. Anyone who hates Monopoly is- Yeah, I, they're I out. They're
0: done. You hear that, friends? You don't like Monopoly? <laughs> That's it. Musa and me and all of the other people who said yes to this are going to be hanging out. Them. When you make the bed, do you use a top sheet or no top sheet?
1: Uh, no top sheet. We use the, just the duvet. Yeah, And yeah. I just use, always use the duvet. And I have it mm. in a duvet sheet. And then okay. I wash that on a regular basis. Yeah. Hmm. I've thought that people put that sheet in like in in, in hotels because they don't wash the duvet oh. sheet that often. it's like a protector
0: well, okay, well, let me ask you this though it comes as a set
1: it does. So what I have do you 10 of them, the but top... they're all behind me. They're all, in, they're all in this this cupboard right behind me. If you need some spare top sheets, we've got loads.
0: Like, what are you going to do with those?
1: I don't know, I should probably throw them away because I will never use them. And that that would empty out that hole and die drawer. So thank you very much. That's
0: hilarious. I'm going to um, do that today. Maybe you could make something out of them. Maybe a craft.
1: Yes, pretend to be a ghost.
0: That sounds fun. Or you yeah. could build a fort.
1: Do you use top sheets? Yes, I do. Do you want these? <laughs> these are brand <laughs> new. I'll, I'll just... These are brand new, literally never been used. I will send. I will send them over.
0: That sounds great. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by this <laughs> drawer of top sheets. <laughs> oh, if man. anyone's made
1: it this far into the podcast a oh top God. sheet, then let me know. <laughs> I will send it to you free of post. <laughs> that
0: one's a little more reasonable. I'll give it to you. Okay. Have you ever read a book twice?
1: Uh, when I was younger, but not since then.
0: Do you remember which one?
1: Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
0: Ooh. Were you a fan of the movies too?
1: The original, I watched, like, it was the only VHS. We had that and The Wizard of Oz, and I just used to watch... And The Goonies, sorry, the three of them. Mm, okay. And I just used to watch all three of them on repeat growing up. Wow. I love The Child and Child of Factory. It was, like, my favorite, favorite, favorite movie.
0: Really, really good. I
1: still listen to the soundtrack. listened to it last night.
0: Really? Yeah. Great soundtrack. I would say almost underrated for its Gene music. Gene Wilder.
1: Yeah. Yep. Gene Wilder, Paradise. Amazing.
0: Candyman Can. Great song. Yep. Speaking of... Do you have a pump up song?
1: No, it depends on the mood day. Mm -hmm. My music keeps changing on a regular basis. There isn't one that I go to.
0: Got it. And finally, what would you title your memoir? Life is long. Hmm. I love that. Yeah.
1: Or something to do with in the moment. I say this over and over again. You should make decisions based on long-term goals versus short-term gain. Mm -hmm. and at the same time I also believe in living in the moment so there's a real (laughs) juxtaposition in my life right now like Mm. there's a balance in which you can do both like you can appreciate every moment yeah like I am loving this there's nothing else that I'd rather be doing right now than this and that's why I'm doing it but then as I think about my life I also think about like the long road ahead Mm -hmm. versus just like what I get out of doing something next week or the week after.
0: Wow. That would make a really great topic, or I guess I should say that would make a really great theme for a memoir. Packing that in the title is going to be a hard challenge, but once you <laughs> nail it, I feel like it's going to be really good.
1: I just, I sadly wouldn't have the patience to write a book. That's, you don't think so? Not. No. No, no you'll would, write a book. Honest.
0: I think someday i no. will write a book. No, I really do.
1: I would, maybe just sell. might put my tweets in a, in a <laughs> book and sell it. That, that would probably be it better.
0: That's, a fabulous idea, actually. Maybe you should just make a book of tweets.
1: There you go. That would be far more interesting than my story.
0: Well, we don't have to. T- you don't have to tell your story because we're going to tell that in the the film.
1: The film, yes. Yeah. Which I'm really looking forward to. The
0: untitled Musa Tariq story, <laughs> starring t- Riz Ahmed. Yeah. <laughs> Fe- featuring license-free, royalty-free. Or Ludacris. Dev Patel.
1: Maybe we could get off. Half- <laughs> Maybe I'm like I'm Riz and then I turn into Dev because I think Ooh. Dev could play older characters as well.
0: Okay, that's important because we're showing a yeah. long range of years. Yes. I'm really excited about all this. Okay. Wow. Musa, we've come to the end of the episode, which is very sad because I'm having a great time chatting.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I was trying to think in my head about all the topics we've spoken about and yeah. they're all over the place and I love that.
0: Yeah, that's the this deal. Is awesome. This is was yeah, really fun. fun. Thank you. <laughs> oh my, no, don't thank me. Thank you.
1: I've got to go back to work now.
0: Where can people find you? Twitter?
1: Twitter. At Musa Instagram, at Musa. I wouldn't follow me on Clubhouse because I'd never gone there, although I should because it's a great platform. Those are the ones where I'm, 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 I'm most mostly present.
0: We love a first name social media flex. I got to tell you.
1: You know, there's a hashtag first name club exists. Um, really? Yeah.
0: It's a, it's a small
1: group. No, I'm joking. I, it's, it, <sighs> no, it, it a, is. It's, it's actually a pain for most people because when I had my full name, I used to get mm. a lot less spam. And now mm-hmm. like... There's a Nigerian football player called Musa, and uh-huh. whenever he has a good game, I know. And whenever he has a bad oh game, god. I know. And when oh he does something god. bad, I know. It could be okay. worse. It it could it could be worse. Like there's a guy called John Lewis in the UK, oh. uh, who's named after a very famous department store called John Lewis. Oh my and god! And so he just gets hammered all the time. So it could be worse. But yes, uh, it's it's nice.
0: Wow. That is nice, um, and I look forward to seeing you on Clubhouse sometime. You're <laughs> yes. welcome to come by if you want a low-pressure situation. Come to my talk show; it's like just this. No,
1: no, my hands will be really sweaty. Yes, That's I will all you just, I want you to just picture <laughs> that in your mind as you speak to me or Absolutely. hear me talk.
0: <laughs> well, dear listeners of Non Technical, you can also find me at Yay Alexis Gay on Twitter and Instagram, or at Non Technical Pod on Twitter. Musa, one more time. Thank you so so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me. That was really fun.
0: Yay! Bye!
1: Bye!